Welcome to Communication on Point. I'm your host, Dean Hefta. You know, one of the most important resources that we have is the connections and the relationships in our life. And those happen over the course of experiences we have, people we meet, and shared projects that we might be working on together. We develop the trusting relationships that really are the foundation of the opportunities that come for everything in our entire life. When you look back on what you are doing today, what you have today, what you're experiencing right now, much of this can be directly traced back to an introduction of somebody, the meeting of somebody, reaching out and introducing yourself to somebody. This world that we're in is a world of connection. And today on Communication on Point, I want to talk about just that, how the power is shifting. So let's get started. I want to talk first a little bit about history. When we, when we look back in history, you can look at biblical accounts, you look at the, the history of the ancient world and where our sources of power came from. It depended on the culture that you were looking at. But for example, in many ancient cultures, it was really related to maybe animals. So the number of sheep or camels or cattle that I owned directly was linked to the influence and the power and the authority that I had in my community. Eventually that shifted. We moved away from that shepherding economy into a more stable land-based economy. And so the land-based economy in many parts of the world ushered in the concept that we would think of in the medieval times where you had nobles who owned the land and had the power and the serfs that just were there required to work that land. And it was a very imbalanced period of history, right? You had nobles that had the power and the authority and the serfs that had to do what they were asked. And then as time shifted forward, there became more ownership and less serfdom, but it was still related to the land that I owned, the property that I had. And then eventually the Industrial Revolution shifted that again. There was a major migration. If you look at the history of England or in Europe, you can see that the power shift came with the Industrial Revolution where it moved over to who owned the factories, who owned the means of production, and that was related to the authority. At the same time, you had authority in the church, you had you know these different sources of authority, sources of power, and then through that Industrial Revolution, we saw the growth of manufacturing, and that evolved then into the financing of manufacturing, the development of these large projects. And so then the, the power shifted to the financiers. Who were the people that were having the purse strings behind the things that happened? They become then the very powerful people. And that's been kind of our latest iteration of power when we think about this you know, very simplified view of economics at an extremely simple level. But there's something going on today that I think we can apply some lessons to our own life. So I don't want to be hung up on this macroeconomics lesson without shrinking it down. But the next step is occurring at this moment. I think it's an example of what's occurring at this moment. As I record this, the big news story is the collection of investors, uh, uh, non-professional investors around the world that have been piling on buying shares of GameStop and other questionably sound 
stocks. And this has gone in the face of the authority figures in finance who have been betting with their shorts that these stocks are going to go much lower. That's where they've put billions of dollars. And so you've got a battle right now actually going on between the old power structure, the people who are the financiers, the hedge fund managers, the people in charge of billions and billions, hundreds of billions of dollars, and the masses who are saying, well, we'll take your bet and we'll raise you. And there's quite a battle right now going on about who has the power. And the reason this is coming to a head right now is the power has shifted to connection. You see, much of this has been coordinated, discussed, communicated on a site like Reddit or other uh, areas in social media or places where people who don't know each other personally can connect and communicate and coordinate. So this is a very interesting example of the power of connection and the connection that things like the internet have on us. So what does this have to do with us as a leader, as communicators, people navigating our own lives, and maybe we haven't invested our life savings in buying GameStop or other questionable stocks? Well, I I think here's the lesson. And when I think about it, if you step back to that fact where I said, it's about the connection that's made the difference, We might think that a lot of these connections have been accidental, they've been by chance, but when we really think about it, we can can manifest these connections. We can create these things that are going to increase the likelihood of luck happening in our life, if you will. If there is luck, it's often the result of many things that we do correctly very early on when it comes to putting ourselves in position for those opportunities. And so how it relates to connection with other people, how it connects to communication in our lives is this. How do we not only acknowledge the power of connection, but put it to work in our favor? Here's five things that I think about. You can look at these as elevating levers of impact when it comes to leveraging the power of connection in our world. And the first I call collide or collision. And that means I need to get out there, whatever out there is, whether that's in the physical, you know, real world or in places online where I am able to meet people that can, you know, what can people do? They can increase uh, the ideas that I have, the access to other areas that I didn't have before, the opportunities that come up, all of these things, I have to get out there and do it. Uh, A couple of years ago, a successful a business owner was sharing a speech uh, with a group that I was in. And he said in reflection, when he started his business, he didn't have much money. He had time and he was hungry. And he said, the number one thing I did was I got out there. I went to events. I met people. I mixed. I, I met everybody I could. He said, my one piece of advice to you is get out there. If you stay home, you know who you're going to meet. But get out there. Now, whether that's in a physical way or online or somehow, it is initiating, getting out there. And that's what I call the collision. We have to bump into people. Now, that's not enough, right? So we think about a networking event. We're just handing out cards or whatever, doing speed dating on networking things. Colliding isn't enough. It's where it begins, 
But that then has to lead to a curation. And we can't likely uh, develop relationships with every person that we interact with, every person that we've been introduced to. So we have to have an intentionality, an awareness of in this moment, how might I be able to be helpful to this person? How might they be helpful to me? And I don't mean in a transactional way. Like if you think of two circles overlapping, is there some commonality? Is there some way where we could be helpful for each other? And, you know, there's people that I meet that I, you know, I, I like them, like it's, I'm glad I met, but there's just not a lot of overlap. And so it doesn't make sense for me to put a lot of energy maybe in at this time into, you know, keeping that going. Whereas there's others, it's like, man, we click on a personal level, we we click on a professional level, we overlap, we could be better together working on projects or doing things or referring or something like that, right? And so that fits now into this curation, this intentional selection. You know, museums have curators. They are choosing what is going into the displays, what is going into the music museum. And we can do that then in that network that we are developing. We, col- we collide, then we curate, but just selecting them isn't enough. There has to be energy now that goes into them. And that's the cultivation. Where How do we cultivate that relationship? It might be that you've got 10 or 20 people that you are very intentional about, and maybe you've got a list of them. You've got a list of 20 people, and every two months, if you haven't spoken, you make sure to reach out. You are very intentional about that. That is having the intentionality to put the energy in to cultivating that relationship, making sure that it is fresh and they're, they're thinking about you and you're, you're checking in, even if it's a five-minute phone conversation or a text or an email, there is some sort of cultivation. And maybe a part of that is you hear from somebody else that they are looking for a certain resource or a certain type of person, and you think to yourself, aha, I met somebody a couple of months ago. What a wonderful opportunity in that cultivation to make a connection. One of the best things we can do is connect people together. And that brings so much trust and credibility into that relationship and gratitude. The next step up then now, you know, you think about these as winnowing. Like maybe I've got, you know, a thousand people I collide with. and Maybe there's a hundred of them that I'm curating. And maybe there's uh, 50 of them I'm really cultivating. And maybe now there's 10 of them that I'm really contributing to. I'm referring others to them. I'm referring business. I'm connecting them with with opportunities in the media. Anything like that that could further their business. Not because I'm getting paid for it, but because I sincerely believe they can better the world and I want to help them be successful. I'm contributing to them. Now, the very upper level of this, the fifth C, is cooperation. Maybe it's identifying projects that we can do together, something where we can leverage the skills that we have, things that we can uh, help the world with because of what we're working on. And we're actually, you know, maybe not legally in business together, or maybe we are, maybe we're doing something, or maybe we're just doing a, a joint venture project where let's, let's get together on this event, or let's put something together together. And we begin helping each other in a very formal way where we are cooperating. And that's the ultimate connection and the ultimate power that we have. So here's my belief. And I I want you to think about this in your life, wherever you find yourself. First, how has connections in your life made a difference? 
Look at where you're at, things you've experienced, the, the people in your life. How do you trace that back to connections? Now, what if you doubled your intentionality around cultivating those connections? What might that mean for you in 10 years? When you look at the things that you're working to create, who are the types of people? What are the types of markets? What is the access? There's people there that can help you with the connection, and those connections are your source of power. And think now about in 2021, 2022, what you can do each week to intentionally collide with people that might help you in that area. Curate the key ones that could really set things on fire for you. Make sure to intentionally cultivate that relationship so it doesn't burn out over time. Think of how you can contribute to them in ways that that invest in, in their success and in your relationship. And maybe there's a couple of them that you can find opportunities to cooperate with. See, everything we do is about communication. And that's what connection is. So as you think about what you're working to create, what success looks like for you, I hope that you think in ways of engaging with the people that can help you to accelerate that success and increase the impact that you're working to create. For me, what you can do, if you're looking to find out ways that you can contribute to what I'm doing, think about a person or two in your life that, you know, they're, they're hungry for new ideas. They want to get better. They want to try different things. And if they haven't heard about this program, Communication on Point, take a moment right now and intentionally reach out to them. Say, hey, check this out. Give this a try. See what Dean's got going on over here. And I would very much appreciate that. In addition, if there's something that you like about the program, I'd love to hear from the listeners if you have ideas for topics, things that you're wrestling with when it comes to communication. Please send me a note. My email is dean at clarisresults.com, C-L-A-R-U-S results.com. Thank you so much for joining me this week, and I look forward to talking to you again next week. Make it a great one.